Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 77. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It is Monday evening at 7.03 p.m., and this is the Help I Got a Mac podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Hey, and I'm Chris Biting. And of course, we're here every single week live at gspn.tv, bringing you all that is Apple. Everything. And then when we run out of stuff like that to talk about, we've decided to start talking a little bit about general technology and when we're out of that, we're going to start talking about baked goods. Baked goods. Mm. Betty Cakes. Cracker. Cakes and pies. There we go. And pies are just liquid cake. So, hey, Chris, tell me what's going on. I understand there's something about $9.99, some, some, some kind of special deal where some folks are going to be able to get Leopard even cheaper, or Snow Leopard, even cheaper yeah, than what we've previously let's discussed. Let's go ahead and dive right in it. Uh, Apple announces a Leopard up-to-date program. And if you've purchased a new Mac or an XServe on or after June 8th, so that was last week, Apple just announced that you'll be able to take advantage of the Mac OS X Snow Leopard up-to-date program. And under the terms of the program, if you purchase a Mac or XServe on or after the cutoff date, Snow Leopard is not included in the box, but you'll be eligible to receive an upgrade DVD for only nine ninety five, And that's that counts shipping, too. Okay. So, yeah, not, not a bad deal. And then they've done this before, normally after they announce something and... You know, you buy something and they they do a ten dollar upgrade. Yeah. Now, up now the upgrade disc has the full version. So if you if you bought a brand new system, yeah, and you wanted to, you could completely wipe out the existing, yeah, operating system and install fresh. Sure. Well, I guess. I mean, we're we're not. Let me take that back. We're not real sure how the upgrade works yet. Okay. Uh, because this is really to me, I think this is the first like upgrade DVD that Apple's released. Normally when you buy a leopard or, or, you know, all the older versions, it was, it was just a full version. So this is possibly not a full version. Yeah. I, I, what, what it may do is let's just say that like you want to install fresh. It may say, put in your leopard disc just to check. Uh, I don't know. I don't know yet, but this is definitely an upgrade DVD that they're getting for nine 99. Yeah. It's not going to be the same thing that we get when we buy our, it used to be, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm assuming it. Well, it's probably going to be the same thirty dollar disc that we'll get at the Apple Store. That's what I mean. Yeah, I, that that it'll be the same as that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then it's good to go then. Yeah. All right. Cool. But I'm just saying, since it's an upgrade disc, I don't know how. Let's say I had Tiger. Okay. There's got to be a, a a something in place to say, hey, wait a minute, you you need to get Leopard first. Gotcha. Or you need to buy this. You know what they're going to do is offer that pack. It's going to have iLiPhone nine and snow leopard in it for one for like 169 or something right so i don't know how they're gonna check to see if you've got leopard uh, right you know what i mean they obviously if you have if you're running leopard you could pop the disc and it'll recognize that your hard drive has leopard on it because this time around because it's 29.99 if you if you're if you were like some people and you have tiger still and you want to skip leopard which was what, 129? 129, yeah. And then all of a sudden, then you move over to, you want to go straight to Snow Leopard. You know, they obviously don't want people making that jump from Tiger to Snow, to Leopard, Snow for, Leopard for 29.99. No, that wouldn't make sense for them. I think it would make sense for them well, personally. Yeah, but I'm. I, 
it wouldn't be it, it wouldn't seem fair right for people who spend 129 dollars on leopard yeah yeah we, we just don't know uh, i guess we'll know more in september when it comes out okay so but we for, will, i know for you and me it's gonna be 30 bucks we will table that conversation until a later podcast sounds great excellent so uh tell me about this t- before we talk about what's been recently released there ha- have we discussed on this podcast the fact that there has been a java security flaw i don't think we've actually really no. covered that no we haven't what has been going on in this world of java <laughs> in the mac have the- we all been vulnerable to attack yes if, if you li- if you visited a, a malicious site running this malicious piece of java technically your system could be owned and they would be able to gain access through um remote desktop and uh it's been a while. This has been known for months and months and months and months, uh, like August of last year. And uh, if you fire up software update now, you should see the Java for Mac OS 10.5 or 10.4 update. Uh, and it closes a vulnerability that uh, came out of August last year. So it's like about time. Um, and this happened that actually the, this exploit back in August affected all versions of Java, you know, it affected, you know, Windows, Linux uh, and Mac. And it was actually patched by Sun and most uh, Java virtual machine developers months ago. And um, so, who drug their feet here? Was this Apple? Apple? Oh yeah, Apple. Apple drug their feet on this one. Did and they? What, did any any indication as to why they didn't think it was a big deal? No. <laughs> no, and and that's the thing. If you're if you're running Windows, you just go to Sun, who makes Java, and just download the you know. The, but you can't do that on. Apple. No, Apple with their drivers. You know, with, with the exception of printer drivers, really, like video card drivers and, and Java, all that has to be done through Apple, which is kind of a, a, a negative as far as I'm concerned. You can't just go to Sun and download it. Right. Well, anyway, now, have have there been, I mean, this has been out for a long time, and if there's anything that that non-Mac users would love to do would be to throw a pie in the face of Apple and say, ha, see, you're not all that secure. Yeah. Have we had any reports, any blog posts of anybody that says their computer no. was not only vulnerable but had been susceptible and and owned, and, and owned by somebody else and no. there was some kind of uh, negative reaction as a result? I haven't heard a single thing on the net. So, And this would be news. Oh, uh, yeah. so I, the reason I point this out now, trust me, I'm not I'm not defending Apple, not defending Mac. You guys who listen to us long enough, you know that I'm not that fanboy. Right. But I am saying that, you know, it, it's kind of like when I was in insurance, people people said, you know, well, you know, what's the difference between this policy and this policy? I said, well, this policy here doesn't cover your the interior items of your home. If a deer was to run through the <laughs> front window of your house and destroy everything you own trying to get out right well i've heard that happen before it's like well the reason why you heard it happen before is because you heard it on the news and the only reason it made it on the news because it never happens yeah exactly but if it ever does happen you're gonna hear about oh yeah yeah believe me there's there's gonna be huge bragging rights to whomever can own a mac in the wild now there's there's exploits and things that happen in theory you know someone's created a proof of concept in a controlled environment in a lab Mm -hmm. where they've owned a machine but no one is taking that code and, and, and have deceptively, you know, tricked so, you or me on a website. Now, um, there was a Trojan that was out for the Mac. Okay. And it only affected people who downloaded iWork09 from, you know, BitTorrent. Oh, well, good for them. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's so. It, <laughs> I mean, so come on, the quit, only, the, pay for your software. Yeah, the people. only the only Trojan that you know the only the people that got affected are people that are stealing software. So yeah, I, I don't have much of a you know I soft have, spot for those people. So I I'm not gonna say I've never downloaded software that I didn't pay for. Oh, um, yeah, but I or can, music <laughs> or but I will say this. If I get burned as a result of it, by golly, it I cannot point fingers at the manufacturer of my my equipment in my software. No, exactly. You yeah. know, it's like that that you you play in those areas, you get dirty. I mean, that that's all there is to it. So, yep. but so so here's here's what I am saying though, is here we we've had an exploit that's been publicly known. Although unfortunately we haven't been talk we haven't talked about it in here at all. Yeah, but it's been out there. It's been known. Uh. And here, here we are. We're so casual. We haven't even mentioned it because we're not concerned about it. And if I were the the thing is, is that if I were the malicious virus writing individual, you right. know, and and that's what I do. And and every time I I sit at a computer and and write this stuff, I get tons of money from people who want to use computers to send out spam and all yeah. this other stuff. The thing is, is there's no incentive. For me still to write a malicious piece of software to put on a website in hopes that somebody with a vulnerable Mac machine will come to. Right. And, and the thing with this one and, and the Trojan is that those are very deliberate things. Like you have to start up the Java. You have to run a piece of, of code from someplace that isn't trusting. So there's a lot of things you have to do. And the the flip side on on a on a Windows machine, at least you know, like things like Configure Worm and remember MS Blaster from a while ago, all you had to do was put an unpatched machine on the internet, and boom, you were you were hit. You know, with you did you had no idea. It just came in through a back door without your knowledge, installed itself, and then replicated and kept on going. With the Mac, we haven't seen anything like that yet. Right. You know, things that like you know, if I put my Mac. And if if it had a virus on on my machine, as soon as I connected to your network, if it was a virus like in the Windows sensor, a worm or something like that, it would it would infect yours, and you would never know about it. Right. So things like the the Trojan and all that stuff, you still have to put in your username and password. It still has to kind of run these things with your knowledge of it happening. But not. But that is that the one where your system would be owned with the Java thing? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, oh. Yeah. Java. You know. So how in the world can you? I mean, what do you do? You go to a site, and then all of a sudden. You you visit this Java site and it and it takes use of or makes use of that vulnerability and then it asks you for your password. Yeah, that's or, not going to hue you no. into anything. Yeah, or or it'll just turn on you know remote desktop and you you know what I mean. There, there will have to be something on that site that'll have to run, and they'll have to program specifically for it. So legitimate sites that use Java. Um, you know, big businesses and stuff. You know, I don't run across too many sites that use Java anymore. To be quite honest with you. Um. You know, those people aren't going to have it. So it's it's people that are actually surfing malicious, you know, malicious sites, you know, to get serial numbers and cracks and wares and stuff yeah. like that. Those are the people that are going to get hit. And you know what? I have no sympathy for them yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's not to say I haven't done it in my past, but, you know, you know, when you're going on those sites, you're going to get hit with something. Anyway. That's exactly right. You go into the bad part of town. There's there's a higher chance that something's going to happen to you. Exactly. All righty. Well, anyway, um, so the question here is that you know everybody go after immediately after this show, and if you have a Mac, make sure you check for updates and get that security patch flaw. 
uh, and, and get that patched because yes. you know you just don't want to be you do want to be up to date and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and there's been there's been releases for i iLife 09 and stuff the past few weeks. You want to grab all this stuff um, once a week, generally on Sundays. If you have your computer on, Apple's going to ask you, do you want to you know, install these updates? Always do it. I don't. <sighs> My Mac Mini sits over here. It's it's broadcasting UStream twenty four seven most of the time, and it's like I hate to I hate to shut it down for the two or three minutes yeah. once a week. To, yeah. But anyway, I should, and <laughs> so <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Exactly, I do it every week. Chris does it every week. He's he is the standard to which we all should follow. Exactly. All right. What about AT and T signals? Yeah, AT&T signals an abrupt end to prepaid iPhone plans. This is kind of yeah, this is kind of shady. Wait a uh, second. Now I got this. Let me read it first. Okay, I got this from the unauthorized Apple weblog, so I can't take credit for the story, but I'm going to read it pretty much how they wrote it. Um, and this is a, an AT&T. This is you'll you'll look at your phone, you'll get this text message will come up, and it'll say AT&T free free AT&T free message. A new software update for the iPhone will be will be available on six seventeen. This upgrade may affect your data service. Please visit att.com slash iPhone or call blah 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 for a representative. If you download the software and are not approved on an IT on an approved iPhone data plan, your service will be interrupted. And so the unauthorized Apple Weblog, someone from that staff had that happen to him and AT&T, they called AT&T. And they said AT&T was asking customers to move to a contract plan as they no longer plan to support prepaid data. And uh, the technical person support told them that this is a recommendation. If you decide not to go, it's okay, but we're informing customers that service may not be up to par. Uh, when asked if they were deliberately cutting GoPhone customers out of full internet access, and uh, they asked this in several ways, at least three or four times, they were told yes. This will affect logging into the internet and using your data services. So AT&T is effectively strong-arming those people who have GoPhone accounts with phones they bought outright. You know, they were unsubsidized phones or or they were on those plans that AT&T offered. AT&T is forcing those customers to sign up for a two-year contract to continue using the data service on the iPhone. Really? Yeah. I, I'm serious, Cliff. If Verizon today announced that, a, that they were getting the iPhone, I would jump ship as soon as I can. I, I hear a lot about that. I, I personally, I, I still to this day have not had an issue with AT and T. I just have not had any problems with dropped calls. I've got nothing but good things. You know, of course, I don't have to call them very often. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I I got a plan that is that it. You know, we never use the amount of minutes that we have, and the data plan's pretty much unlimited. I've never hit that five gig limit or whatever. And my bill's the same amount every single month. I mean, it's it's never really changed. So. You know, I, I've had the. I normally have in Cincinnati pretty good coverage. Um, now, when I go on vacation, my father-in-law has Verizon. He's got full coverage at the lake we go to, and you know, obviously, my iPhone becomes an iPod Touch. Right. Um. But uh, the past few days, my three G has been just dropping out. I've been on edge like for a whole day. Really? Yeah. Sometimes I've like all I've, day Saturday. I've seen that happen before, mm-hmm. and if you just reboot the phone, it comes right back to three G. Yeah, I, I've had yeah, that I before. That. Yeah. I, I was blaming because I'm running the the Gold Master of three Yeah, and I was blaming that, but I don't know. Yeah, I've I've had that before. Where okay. when it whenever it drops the edge, it has a hard time automatically going back to three G. 
Yeah. And so, and what I found is it, it oftentimes would help if I either, um, I think that might have been mine. Okay. Uh, either going and put, putting in airplane mode and then coming back out and let it search for a signal or just reboot in the phone. See, I was thinking about turning 3G off and turn it, because you can just turn the 3G part off. Oh, I never really played with that. On. Yeah. Yeah. So give that a shot. Now, AT&T's been getting a lot of other flack, uh, both in the, uh, so there are some folks in the gspn.tv community, but just in the tech community as a whole that's up in arms about the the fact that if you own a 3G and you want to upgrade to the 3GS, that you have to pay that full 700 and some odd dollar. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. I have no problem with that at all. Because if, if it was any other phone on any other plan, it'd be the exact same thing. Exactly. And to be honest with you, I don't know if any other smartphones that are as cheap as a subsidized uh, iPhone. No, I mean, sometimes you can find those free BlackBerry deals, but yeah, it's a BlackBerry. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I, and it's I'm not, not you, you might get a free back blackberry but do you get the really super cool the the no. best blackberry no 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 you don't that's get, what like, i'm talking about i mean yeah it, it, what we're talking about is we're, we got an iphone yeah you know? that's exactly and, yeah. and and if anything an iphone for 99 bucks yeah i think it's a game changer it, it really is i mean nine, 99 bucks in in people's minds is cheap Especially yeah. for like a smartphone. So. For a smartphone, for a computer in your pocket. Yeah. I mean, this thing right here, this is an iPhone 3G in my hand. This thing is so much more powerful than any computer that I had like 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it tons. Yeah. And it's, it's, and fun, it does man. so much more. It, it's, it's, it, I mean, the camera's not great, but it does take photos. And when you're outside, it takes great photos. Uh, and, and, you know, video games and dude, this thing's amazing. Yeah. And people who are her, who have the 3g, cause you've got the 3g, I got 3g. You know what? When it's time for them to get the cheap upgrade, the next version's going to be out. So yeah. I'm, I'm not concerned in the least. Well, here's my feeling is that w- what you did is instead of paying 600 bucks for our iPhone 3g, yeah. we got our phone subsidized. So right. we picked it up for what one ninety nine. Yeah, well, instead of like when we first got our iPhones. Yeah, you know, because I got mine for four ninety nine. You got yours for, for two ninety nine. I got a four gig for two ninety nine. That's right. They lowered the price after I bought mine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I got two hundred dollars, a uh, hundred dollar rebate. So yep. So yeah, um, yeah, they, they weren't subsidized, and you know, so, but when we got our three Gs, they were subsidized. Yeah, just like any other phone. You know, the the free phone you get. With a lot of contracts, the free razor or whatever, yep. it's really not free. That's a two or three hundred dollar phone. If you just bought it outright, yeah. And so instead, what they've done is they they gave you a massive discount, but under the assumption that you're going to agree for two years to pay them monthly fees for their service, right? And of course, that's how they make their money. So I mean, it, you know, get what we're talking about here is is you wanting to renege on your contract. Yeah, exactly. You you want to break your contract. Yeah, and you can certainly do that. By the way, you, oh yeah, you, anybody can go. I think it's like one hundred ninety nine dollars or 100. I think it's one seventy five. So just what you could do is you could cancel your service with them. You wouldn't not be able to port your number no, you unless lose you your port, number. You could port your number to somewhere else though before you do. Yeah. That will shut off your service. You pay your early termination fee, and then you could go back 
I think there's got to be, but there might be a problem with you getting your authorization to go back to them again. <laughs> yeah, or or there might be a window like you can't renew after you know before ninety days or something like that. Anyway, to me, it's just you know what if you've got the three G. I personally, I think if you've got the three G and you pay the amount, I think you're an idiot. I won't go that far, uh, but I'm. I have I no. In- <laughs> uh, you, you, and you just did. To, well, to me, it, it there's not a That's huge cool. enough difference between the three G and the three GS. No, I, I, at least for me. When I think about speed, you know, before it's the same deal. You know, it's going to be at least a year, in my opinion, before there's going to be a piece of software written for the iPhone that my phone isn't going to be fast enough to run. Exactly. Okay. Now, that being said, now that they've released the specs on how fast this thing can process stuff, sure, applications are going to start going into development. Yeah, the graphics are going to look a little bit better and stuff like that. Yep. There's no question about that. Now, um, as far as video... Uh, and and stuff like that it's still that it's not a compelling thing for me yeah it's i got i got a really nice little panasonic camera that takes really good video if if i want that and really if i want video bad enough i'll just jailbreak my phone and download sidequarter or or something it's not great but i can do it yeah absolutely so anyway, I, I now Stephanie. Here's the deal. Stephanie is. Yeah, I just talked to her about that. She is. She's out of her contract. Yeah, she had the uh, iPhone original gangster. Yes, she does. And she she's wanting a new iPhone. And I'm really not sure. Do do we pay the one? Was it one ninety nine? Yeah, one ninety nine for the three GS, or do we pay ninety nine and get her a three G? I, you know, well let's look at it this way. Is she going to use the compass? The compass is nothing to her. Exactly. Video, maybe. 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 Uh, let's see what else. The voice command. Now, that's, the, that's the big one that I wish I had. Yeah. The voice command, but I'm not gonna use I doubt that. she'll use it. I doubt it. Um, that's really it. <laughs> those, those are the three big differentiators uh, and the, the, on the I don't, surface. The, the one that she would use a lot is the camera with autofocus. Yeah, that's true. I keep forgetting about the that autofocus. One, that one's the huge one. Yeah, because you can, you can have a, a group of people... And like someone in the foreground, a touch of their face, and it'll just focus on that face. Yeah, which is or, pretty cool. Or if you have one person in the foreground, one person in the background, but the one in the background is the one that you're fo- you want focused. Right, it'll do that. That's yeah. that's really cool. Now, the one thing you know, I would like to say is Stephanie, we could port my phone, your number over to my phone, and I could get. But you know, I said that. That and, doesn't and she work. She shot that down. Yeah, she's been. She said, and I quote, "I've had enough of Cliff's hand me downs." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it ain't happening now on the flip side uh uh someone in our chat room here was talking about uh that they're on sprint and they were just going to get the pre um but the cost of the 99 nine dollar iphone is cheaper than my two-year rebate with sprint for getting the upgrade to the pre i had a chance to actually touch a pre tell us about the pre first off it's way smaller than i thought it would be yeah like it, it as far as like height okay um, got a keep a keyboard on it physical keyboard the keyboard I guess for me it would take some getting used to to me it's small yeah. like I had a hard time typing on it is it QWERTY yeah okay yeah it's got little rubber buttons rubber buttons yeah they're like okay. coded okay and um, yeah th- that part I wasn't real impressed with I thought the sliding action was really cool the phone felt awesome in your hand uh, felt good in your pocket because I, I slid in my pocket real quick. Size of the screen. You say it's small. Smaller. It's smaller than the iPhone, but it's the same resolution, so it looks super sharp. And uh, the UI the, of the OS is beautiful. I mean, it's as good. To me, it's as good, if not even a little cooler looking than the iPhone. 
UI, and you can run multiple applications at the same time. Yeah, you. Can, it, I would say no more than three or four because then it starts to get a well, little yeah. slow. Well, but no, you, you could run Pandora and go do your email or, or go surf the web, and the web is snappy. The Sprint's got good service on data. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, I thought it was neat. There's that cool little ribbon interface where you drop down to the bottom of the screen and it, it kind of ribbons up, and that was really really cool. So. And I've heard a bunch of other people um, in the tech community say this. If the iPhone didn't exist, yeah, I would have a pre right now. Right. If the iPhone did not exist. But right. you know what? It does. <laughs> I'm really happy with it. And, and, and could you, let, let me just say, let, let's just say that the Palm Pre was even more awesome than, than what you've experienced. It, let's just say it had a ton of cool features yeah. that just... Just everything that you could imagine that you'd want, right? Would you, no, knowing all the applications and everything that you already have and are are going to be available yeah. for the iPhone? Would you be able to make the switch? No, and that's kind of the thing. Apple's kind of got a lock on me now because I've got a significant amount of money invested in the applications on this, on this, and I can't port those over to the pre. Yeah, and uh, but no, I mean, I I, I kind of got a soft spot in my heart for Palm. I mean, yeah. I used to have a Palm Pilot, and I really, really, like, I loved my Palm Pilot. Loved it. I had a Palm 3, and it was awesome. You know, this is like 98, 99. Mm-hmm. I got a Palm, you know, I got a Palm Pilot. I was like the coolest dude in the planet. Yep. And um, I used to write really good in that graffiti hand language. Yeah, I was really fast with it. Yep. You know, and that's all gone now, but. I was much faster in graffiti than I still am on the iPhone. Yeah, but you had that stylus, you know. And the stylus. Yeah. But. I, yeah, that'd be cool if they gave us a stylus for our <laughs> iPhone. You can buy one. I, I looked back on my palm, though, kind of like, you know, just like those are the good old days, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, the iPhone, man, it's just I know we always come back to it every week, how awesome it is. But it really is. I mean, like I was playing Peggle on my Peggle, Peggle the greatest game ever. Guys, ever, besides Tetris. Of course. Listen, whatever you do, do not buy Peggle. You should have bought it this weekend. It was 99 cents. It doesn't matter. Whatever you do, do not. <laughs> if you have not yet played Peggle, avoid Peggle. It's like crack for your eyes. Oh, my gosh. I cannot get off the John. <laughs> I, I, your legs are getting numb. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't get out of the car. You know, I, I'm sitting. I, I am addicted to this game. It's great, isn't it? I, I cleared, I I like went through every single level all the way up to master. I haven't done that yet. It, oh, yeah. I'm pretty far, though. I'm like, I can't remember what level I'm on. I can't remember which animal it is right now. Anyway. I've I've probably played that game, and I am ne- I never play games. No, yeah. But uh, I probably have played that game for a total of eight hours in the last three days. Awesome. I like laying in bed and playing it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is amazing. It's fun. It's so. super, super fun. Oh, Kylie Mac is going to go check out Peggle now. No, no. don't do it. I'm you serious. missed it. This weekend was the weekend to get it because it was 99 cents. Yeah, Father Roderick tweeted that out this weekend. I mean, like, for 99 cents, it's an absolute no-brainer. I think it's, it's either four ninety nine or five ninety nine normally. It's worth it's it. It's still worth it. <laughs> it's still worth it. Because now I'm on all the challenge levels, and now I want to conquer all the challenge levels. Oh, see, yeah, there's it's and it's replayable because it's... You know what I mean? It's like different every time because the pe- the pegs move. Yeah, like the colors of the pegs move. 
Yeah, yeah. To me, awesome. it's 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 right up there with Tetris. I, I consider Tetris to be the greatest game of all time. Well, yeah. that and Super Mario Brothers. But to me, Tetris is like the perfect video game because it's different every time. It's approachable by anybody. Yeah, anybody of all ages can play it, and it's different every time. And Peggle's a lot like that. So, tell us about these. Oh, um, the iPhone 3.0 capable applications already coming in. What's what's this all about? Yeah, uh, as you all know, 3.0 will be Friday. coming out. Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. The 17th, yeah. And uh, speaking of which, I need to call my brother and tell him happy birthday. Cool. I'm terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you're running the uh, running OS 3.0 GM, which came out without, went out to developers last week, and I'm running it right now. It's great. Um, if you launch the new version of TapTap Revolution, it'll ask for your permission to send push notifications to your device. If you allow them, a new category called a category called notifications will appear in your device's main settings, which will allow you to toggle notifications on or off. And so that looks like to me, like when here, I'll show you when I go into notifications here, uh, let me go to my settings and right underneath, and you probably can't see this on camera because it's too far away, but right underneath Wi-Fi, there's an, there's an area that says notifications and you tap it and it's got the game tap tap revolution now you can turn it off or on globally but then if you go into the application by itself you can turn off things so if like tap tap revolution if i don't want that to be a push enabled app i just hit off for that right which is great because there are there are going to be applications where i don't want to get notifications my your buddy was super awesome at this song try to beat him you know i don't know if i want that or not right but yeah, notifications are here. So have you They're, received any push notifications? I don't think anybody's got tap tap that I know. Oh, okay. And and have three So gotcha. But yeah, the, it's here. It's coming. That's Wednesday. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to push notifications. And, the, and there see, is, is a purse. The, the purse. There's a push version of. Uh, they sent the note out to all the devs to test. Um, AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, push. Okay, well that's cool. What did you just mouth? Tweety. Tweety. No, but uh, could you imagine that's, that? That's a rumor. I mean, oh, really? Well, it just makes sense. Yeah, if you get like a DM or an at reply, that's push. Oh. An at reply, as you know, because DMs you still can get as a text message. That will negate the need for text messaging altogether. At least for a bulk. I'm, I'm assuming a bulk of your text messages are, are Twitter. Yeah, mo- in Google Calendar. Yeah, and who knows? Google Calendar could come out with push <sighs> notifications. So awesome! Th- wouldn't that be sweet? <laughs> oh, it'd be great if if all my Google stuff did push. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that's coming because they're offering. Um, this is kind of a we're going to delve a little bit off the of Apple for just one second. Uh, Google's offering users of Exchange. Uh, the ability to port all their exchange stuff, all their emails and calendar and tasks over to Google Apps. Now, it's only for the Premier accounts now, but that tells me that they're really getting ready to kind of just do this big push for like push Gmail through through exchange, which will be supported by the iPhone. And yeah, push is good. Push is good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. I, I, me we'll too. We'll see how it goes. All right, so let's see here. iPhone 3.0's MMS will be part of SMS bundle, not an extra cost. Yeah, in the category of no duh, but knowing AT&T, you didn't know. In a nutshell, uh, quote, AT&T will make multimedia messaging available at no extra cost to customers with a text message bundling plan. And that's just how it is. Like my wife's got text messaging on her LG slide or LG Shine, and, uh, you know, she can send pictures and stuff like that just part of the text messaging. You know, it had been really stupid of them to, to charge me another five bucks to do that. Yeah. So, 
Well, that's good. And of course, uh, no word on how much tethering is going to be and when it's going to be available. But no. I'm, we still have no idea what the pricing is going to be. It would just be hypothetical. We'd just be guessing at it. Yeah. And we've talked. We've already asked asked each other the question: How much would we pay and and stuff like that? So yeah, jailbreak. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anywho, and and it's only going to tether with Max. Is that right? Or no? No, it should tether with anything. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, of course it'll be easiest on a Mac because yeah. it's a Mac. Exactly. Yeah. And it's going to work via Bluetooth. Or USB connection. Or USB connection. Which is good because, you know, if you have your radios going, you know, both, yeah. you know, your 3G radio and your Bluetooth, it drains the battery fast. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So that answers all of that stuff. That takes care. I mean, that pretty much covers everything, right? That's everything. Everything. Wednesday, so, Wednesday, Wednesday. So Wednesday, do you think they'll roll it out like 12.01 a.m. kind of deal? I don't know. Probably by the time you get up, Cliff, it'll be ready. I hope At so. At 5 in the morning whenever you get up for That's when I get up. pursuing a balanced life. Exactly. So anyway, um, let's go into the uh, the Help I Got a Max section here. Somebody says, can I use Time Machine Drive for a regular storage as well? No. It says, my, Mac, my iMac currently has 182 gigs of space on the hard drive it'll be 188 gigs after the snow leopard install yeah uh but my question is this when i'm editing movies of our family vacation on imovie is it possible to save my video clips directly to the time machine firewire drive which currently has over 400 gigs of space on it if i can if i can do that it will make things easier on my editing you can go into a time machine drive and, and and look. You know, you can search for it, and there's folders and stuff. You could, in theory, create a folder on the time machine drive and just store things to it. And it doesn't sync it back to the hard, no. regular hard drive. No, 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 no. Okay. Time machine will not. It's only one way. Yeah, time machine will not recognize. Yeah. Here's here's what I did. Here's what I did. Okay. Uh, let's see. Man, okay. I would probably buy another drive. Right. I mean, uh, you can get a terabyte drive now for hundred bucks. Why? Why wouldn't you just um, if it's a four hundred gig drive? Mm-hmm. Why? Why wouldn't you just um, uh, partition a hundred gigs of that for just yeah, storage space? You could, you could do that too. Um, the thing is, though, then you eventually three hundred gigs. Yeah, eventually time machines will take that whole drive up though. Okay, so it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, 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 bigger. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's what I did. I have a five hundred gig drive, and mm-hmm. I partitioned it. Partitioned it into two two fifties. Yep. Because uh, at the time, my hard drive on my MacBook was only 80 gigs, so that was plenty of space. Now I'm not backing it up at all, which Uh-oh. I've got my criticals backed up. Like, we back up all of our photo- photos to Flickr and this, that, and the other, so I'm not too right. concerned if I lose everything. Exactly. Uh, Stephen Cross had responded and said, Chris, uh, let's see here. You can use the time machine drive. Just keep in mind that it's not being backed up. I've been, uh, I've been doing more video capturing and editing as a result disk space is becoming a problem for me as well i just purchased two half a terabyte drives going to use the first to store my video and the second as a backup i think i'm going to simply disk copy drive one to drive two every night yeah and the other option is to get like you know spend 50 bucks a year and get carbonite or something and then just back up in the cloud yeah, but carbon even with carbonite backing up to the cloud, when you're sitting there talking about you know a gig or two or three gig video files, yeah, well you do it overnight. Yeah, I mean you just keep your computer on every night for a week and it's all good to go. And I tell you what, when they start bringing in these <laughs> bandwidth caps, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. 
That's when I switch providers. There you go. Yeah. All right, so I'll move to, I'll move to Japan uh, for better internet. I think that's good enough. I think we've covered enough here. So, so other technology stuff. I want to talk real quickly. Have you seen the video on Google Wave? I haven't. I haven't. But uh, I, I, I've gone through the site and I'm excited about it. But I haven't really watched the video for Google you, Wave. It, it's an hour and twenty minutes, so it's it's long. Boil it down for me. Boil it down. It, it it's going to be difficult without actually physically seeing it. <laughs> but do you remember ICQ? Yeah, man, ICQ was awesome. Like. 10 years ago. Yes. So ICQ, what was the most awesome feature of ICQ when you were instant messaging with somebody? Uh, you could play games together. Okay. Even more awesome than that. The, just the basic, basic feature. Like when you're instant messaging with somebody right now in a right, client, right? Occasionally you see a little thing that says so-and-so is typing. Yeah. Yeah. ICQ didn't do that. What did it do? I can't remember. It showed you what they were typing as they were typing. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, and man, that's, woo, that's yeah, old school. Exactly. So, uh, I wish I knew what my old ICQ number was because is, it, is ICQ still around? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. It's a support. I know format. it's owned by AOL. So, um, anyway, <laughs> there it is. What? ICQ. I'm just looking. At oh, it. okay. So anyway, um, Google Wave is going to be, it's kind of, it's going it, to, they're billing it as a collaboration platform. Okay. You know how when you're in um, Google Spreadsheets, yeah. you can go in and you can both be editing things in real time. Right. And it kind of pops up. Well, this is even more real time than real time. And um, it's it's kind of like its own application and the application completely 100% resides in HTML5. That's cool. So the, it, 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 I guess it'll work in any standard browser. There's only one feature I think is going to require gears, but they're trying to get that written into the standard so that it won't need it by the time they launch. You know what else supports HTML5? What? New iPhone 3.0. Really? Just saying. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. So That would be cool. In theory, Google Wave will work on that too. Exactly. So the idea is that you'd ha- we'd all have these Google Wave accounts. Okay. I know I signed up for it. And and I'm telling you, I, I, it's it's impossible for me to just describe it. But it, if you can just re- re- just think pure awesomeness. <laughs> because here's the thing. You'll <laughs> I be might able watch to, that tonight. You're going to be able to take a wave and embed that on a website. Uh, okay. Okay. And then what happens is as somebody is leaving a comment or or entering text into your website right on that wave it's showing up in real time uh, in your google wave application so i can watch them actually leave the comment as yes. they type it that's cool yes it, it it's yeah it's I, even more cool it looks like that. the video is on on youtube i'll have to watch it on my apple tv that i haven't used in months john says it's microsoft outlook on crack speed and heroin that sounds pretty awesome <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway, Google Wave. I'm pretty excited about it. Of course, it, it's not out yet, but and it's here's the other couple things that's cool about it. Number one, it is open source. I love open source. And um, you know, other people they're encouraging other people to build awesome applications yeah, for this an, thing. Looks like it's an open protocol. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. what I love about Google. They they build this really awesome stuff and then just let anybody use it how they want. Yep, so awesome. Yeah. The only thing is, is they need some UI people. I don't know. There's some charm, like their Gmail UI. There's some yeah. charm to it. I think yeah. it's. I think it's nice. Gmail. Gmail's good. I love Google Calendar. Yeah, me too. But boy, Google Docs, pretty it, rough. It's ugly. Yeah, you look at something like Zoho, uh, or even um, Adobe has one. What too. was Google Docs before it got bought? 
Uh, do, rightly, rightly, it looked so awesome. Did it really? They just kind of oh, right, rightly was like using Microsoft Word in your browser. Really, that's a shame. It was, and 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 I mean that in a good way. I liked Microsoft oh, yeah. Word. Uh, great UI. The it, it, the GUI, the graphical interface on this thing, it was beautiful looking. Really, and they ruined it. it they <laughs> they Google they Googleized it. Yeah. I mean, it is it is it, it's 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 ugly. Hmm. It's ugly. I mean, I still use it, but it'd be cool if someone could write like some kind of overlay. Like, well, that's what I'm hoping they'll be able to do with Wave, since they're it's all open source. I mean, Google Docs is not open source. No, you know. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming that somebody will be able to take the code and they'll be able to write a user uh, user interface over top of That'd it. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Like yeah. a like a like an app, that, yep. like a lightweight app that reskins. But just imagine docs. the chat chat room, you know, over at gspn.tv slash live. Yeah, that'll probably be a, a wave uh, we could create, application. It, it would it would actually be an embedded wave. That's cool. And then what would happen is oh, oh there's could you another pipe thing. video through it too. Yes, it, that, that's the thing. You do not need separate app, separate applications. It it it'll, you can embed video, audio. I mean, just it, you can embed images. You can embed. That's awesome. Um, you'll be not just images, but you'll be able to embed um uh, do, 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 photo albums. Every, I mean, it's just it amazing. sounds like SharePoint too. It, it, it sounds is, like a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of everything, and it brings it all together in one application, and it's all built in the web browser. Oh, man, I love Google. It's it's going to be awesome. I really, I, you know what? I love Google as much as I love Apple. I really do. Yep. And it's just because you know, I mean, it's it's like they do they do everything right. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, they don't do everything right as a whole. You know, they they did buy the wrong. Uh, uh, Twitter clone of uh, for dodgeball, Jaku, Jaku, yeah, yeah, JQ. That's all right. Yeah, they, they you live and learn. Yeah, so they should. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'd want them to buy Twitter. I don't think so. I wouldn't want. I definitely wouldn't I want would, Facebook to buy Twitter. No. Oh, speaking of Facebook, did you get your Facebook vanity URL? I did. I am facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. Nice. I'm facebook.com slash biting. Are you? I I shut out all my relatives. <laughs> all 10,000 or so bitings. I am like the only biting on internet. There you go. So, yeah, I got, I got, and then Stephanie's got uh facebook.com slash Stephanie. Let's find out how big of a nerd you are. What time were, were you doing it? I was, I did mine I like no 12 five in the morning. I have no clue. I was, it was just, I got up in the next day and it's like, Oh, Google vanity thing. Oh, I'll go do that. Oh, right wow. Now. Okay. Yeah. There were people that were like 1201. Boom. And, well, I couldn't imagine how many Cliff Ravenscrafts are out there trying to get their vanity URLs. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, I can't. If I get, was John Smith, buddy, I'm up at twelve oh one. Yeah, I can't get biting dot com because that's been taken, and so yeah, you never know. But the, from what I heard, five hundred thousand people register their names in like the first fifteen minutes. Really? So yeah, g- good on uh, Facebook for being able to like do that without exploding on itself. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Although I will tell you, it's a little funky now that you go into they're, they're going, they're doing some kind of uh, masking domains. Mm-hmm. And if you browse around after you're logged in, and you click around, it'll it it like the u the URL keeps building and building and building out. Oh really? Yeah, check it out sometime. I will. It's it's a little funny. It's like, what are you guys doing? Masking <laughs> these domains? It's funny though because they're making these things your badge, like you know, twitter.com slash biting, facebook.com slash biting. I'm trying to make everything just slash biting or biting. Yeah, you know, so you can find me everywhere. 
Yeah. That's pretty cool. I did I did Cliff Ravenscraft for search engine purposes. When somebody just types in Cliff Ravenscraft, it'll bring up my pa- Facebook page real easy. I wonder what happens if you just type out biting on Google. I have just no idea. It. The Biting Family. And then Chris Biting. Are you on there? I'm number two. Are you really? B-E-I-T-I-N-G. I'm huh? number two and number five. You are. Biting, biting.org. Check that out. Number two and number five, baby. Rock on. <laughs> I wonder if you type in Ravenscraft, what happens? Here we go. This show has gone downhill now. We're distracted. Ravenscraft. Uh, I'm one, three. I'm one, three, seven, eight. You're one. Of the, I see Ravenscraft. The very first one. Pursuing about. Oh, you know what? Never mind. That's that Google. You know, the, I hate those Google up arrow things. I don't have. Uh, I'm, I'm doing just a plain not signed in search. Yeah. Ravenscraft. I should be number two podcast answer man. You're number two. Yeah. Number, number two. Number one is Ravenscraft.org. Number two is podcast answer man. There or number go. three. I'm sorry. There you go. So, dude, we're number two. That's right. And all of all, all of the Googles. It's not, it's not a bad place. Not bad. Not bad. You're, we're above the fold. There you go. So, hey, what what else is going on? Did you want to cover any other general technology? I'm trying to think of... Oh, I haven't used my Apple TV in months. Yeah, that's what you told me. What's going on with that? <laughs> I don't know. I just... So, uh, you said it's because you're Netflix. Is it because you're watching lots... Of, are you still getting those shipped to you? Or are you get? Yeah. You're I, doing streaming Netflix. Well, we do one movie at a time. So, we generally get two movies a week sent to us. Um, but... I watch a lot of the streaming over my Xbox. My Xbox has really replaced my Apple TV as far as like viewing things. I can't view podcasts through it. I can if I download download it to like a thumb drive and then stick it in my. Oh yeah, that's not fun. But my Xbox really has stepped up as my entertainment device. And now that uh, Xbox will be supporting Twitter and Facebook and really? Last FM, yeah, those are all going to be integrated in the Xbox. It's quickly becoming. You know, the the thing I do when I sit on the couch, I'm in my Xbox I'm watching Netflix, you know, playing that they have a they have a channel now called uh, Xbox Primetime. And, you know, the game show one versus 100. No, there was a game show on TV called one versus 100. It's OK, like, you know, one contestant versus this mob of 100. Well, on the weekends, they have a, a live one versus 100 show hosted by an actual person. And you play, and they, you know, the announcers talking and stuff, and and it's in beta right now. But once once it goes out of beta, if you're like the one or part of the one hundred, you can win Xbox points, you know, Microsoft points or free games and all, and it's sponsored, so you don't have to pay anything. And I've been playing that quite a bit, and it is super fun. Um, like I said, they're not doing points right now, but you know, I would have won like twenty six hundred Microsoft points, and that's a, you know, that's. 20, 25 bucks worth of stuff. And that's, it's just fun. It's cool. And it's cool that the Xbox, the Xbox, a lot like the iPhone is one of those devices that I, I paid for and it's way more useful now than it was when I bought it. Uh Uh-oh. Now. (laughs) (laughs) That was good enough that it it bared repeating. Yes. Cool. Well, I, now one thing I have for you is the Xbox. Is it loud? I've heard a lot of noise. It is loud. (laughs) It's loud when you're playing a DVD or playing a game. Uh-huh. When you when you're streaming off off the web, it's not too bad. It, it's it's noisy, but I just turned my TV up. Gotcha. But yeah, I mean, I, I would love to get a newer one and uh, and have it a lot quieter. But it's cool. you know, it's got that G5 in it. Yeah. Well, modified G5. Modified G5. Yeah. 
Very cool. Well, folks, I think that's going to do it for us here in this week's Help I Got a Mac podcast. As you can tell, uh, next week we're going to be talking about baked goods. Uh, unless, mm. <laughs> unless, of course, you call us with your questions and comments on our listener line. The phone number, of course, is area code 859-795-4067. Of course, you can also dial us toll free if you'd like at 1-800-757-1158. And, of course, you could always send us your email at feedback at gspn.tv. Yes. And also over at the forum, you can post in the Help I Got a Mac section where you'll find today's show notes and so much more at gspn.tv slash forum. Do you you know what I want to hear from Monday? What? Those who are getting the iPhone uh, 3GS on Friday... Yes. I want to hear about your experience. So if you're if you're listening to the show and you decide to get it on Friday or Saturday or whatever, uh, call us and give us your feedback on what you think of it so far, how your experience was uh, at the stores. You know, I want to hear horror stories or, or good things, and, uh, and and what's your impressions of, of iPhone 3.0 are because it comes out on Wednesday. Exactly. So let, let's hear that for next week. What do you think? That would be awesome. I would okay. love to hear their stories. And you know what? I just realized is that I completely forgot we have two voicemails. <laughs> so we, we we must fade out that music real quickly and take a call from Wayne real quick. Let's do it. Good afternoon, Mr. Ravenscraft and Mr. Biting. This is Wayne Henderson from Southern California calling for help. I got a Mac. And just listening to your latest podcast, loving all the talk about the new iPhone, Snow Leopard, the new MacBooks. It's, I'll take one of everything. <laughs> Uh, but I can't afford it. But I am going to get the 32-gig iPhone 3GS, uh, hopefully by opening day, if I can scrape together enough uh, Father's Day gift cards, which unfortunately Father's Day is before, I mean, is after the launch of the iPhone, but uh, we're still working out some things. (laughs) But I definitely think I need the 32-gig because my 8-gig, my original first-gen iPhone, which will be two years old, on, what is it, June 29th is that when it first came out. It's always full. In fact, today after I synced it before going to work, it said I had 32 megabits available. I'm like, ugh. So I know that I'll fill this puppy up with, you know, audio books, the audio Bible, tons of podcasts, a few video podcasts, maybe even some music, who knows, as well as photos. And, of course, we got that video thing coming that you talked about. So just wanted to let you know, and we're enjoying the podcast. You guys keep up the good work. We will talk to you later. Wayne, thank you so much for your feedback. And uh, we hope that you'll call back after you get your 3GS and let us know how that goes. Yes, please. That would be awesome. And then we had a call that came in from our good friend Kylie from France. Hi, Cliff and Chris. This is Kylie calling from Paris, France, and Kadia and KylieMac.com. And my help, I got a Mac question of the day. I have a Kodak EasyShare C875. I am able to record a video with this and import it into my MacBook. And I can view them online using QuickTime, and um, they import fine into iPhoto. However, I would like to edit them using iMovie, and apparently the QuickTime format is not compatible with that, and I don't want to buy a DV camera. From my reading online, I understand that with QuickTime Pro for a purchase of 30 bucks, I should be able to export the, these files in another format. 
to import them into iMovie, and then I'll be able to manipulate them until my heart is content. However, I was wondering, is this in fact the case? Is QuickTime Pro my only option? 30 bucks isn't that much, but if there was a free you know, a, a free way to do it, obviously that would be my preference. So I hope that makes sense and that either of you, both of you, or one of the listeners can help me out. I've also posted it in the forum, but I know you prefer voicemail feedback. So that's my question. Thanks so much. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Kylie, thank you so much. And no, QuickTime is not your only option. There are plenty of options out there. And uh, as Lee, Andrew, and our uh, forum had already responded to you, there was a program he had mentioned that worked for him called uh, MPEG Stream Clip for the Mac. Yeah. That's definitely one that uh, he says has worked for him, and it's free. What do you got there, Chris? Well, as you and I both will agree to this, you you got the grin on your face because you know what I'm going to say. Yep. The greatest program for doing this kind of stuff ever was a program called Visual Hub. Yes. And sadly, Visual Hub is no more. You cannot purchase it. However, Visual Hub kind of went open source, and now there's a new version called Film Redo. I think it's it's a Redux. I don't know. It's French. So it's it's Film R-E-D-U-X. Okay. So, uh, do a search for that. It looks a lot like Visual Hub works the same way. You drag and drop the file into it, and then you decide what you want out of it, and uh, it'll convert. Yeah. So I, I would do that. Um, Another one is called Video Monkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can look up Video Monkey in Google, and Video Monkey is the same thing. It is. It basically they when uh, the guy who made Visual Hub stopped working on it. Uh, by the way, you used to have to pay for it. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Video, video monkey. Yeah. yeah. Video monkey. Basically, he when he quit making it, he made it an open source project. He says, "Listen, whatever you guys want to do, take it from here. Here's my here's my code." And Visual Monkey is identical, only it added a couple extra uh, tweaks here and there. Yeah, I would download that then because I've heard of this too. Yeah. Yeah, Visual Monkey. Matter of fact, I've got both Visual Monkey and Visual Hub. Actually, it look it looks a lot like that film one that I just talked about as yeah. far as the UI. So they're they're all built off of the framework that the Visual Hub started. And really, I don't know, I, I can't speak for Cliff, but for me, when Visual Hub was active and awesome, it, I mean, it pretty much transcoded everything. Yeah. I mean, I could throw everything at it and it would do it fast. So yeah. I would definitely check out Video Monkey. Kylie says she's playing Peggle now. <laughs> <laughs> and you will not yeah, be she, going to bed when you thought you she's were. She's like, that video that I was really, really uh, concerned about, I don't care anymore. I got, <laughs> yeah. I've got Peggle. Yeah, no no problem. All right. Well, anyway, thank you guys very much. And uh, I'm actually going to speed the music up here to right there. Right where I we left notice. off. You're, you are a radio professional. I'll player. tell you what, man. Anyway, we thank you guys. And we will be back next Monday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Time at gspn.tv slash live. And by the way, folks, if you if you want to, head over to gspn.tv slash FB fan page. Yes. Facebook fan page. It's FB fan page. gspn.tv slash FB fan page. You can say, hey, I'm a fan of the gspn.tv community. Feel free to blog or to put your posts up there if you have pictures Anything you want to upload there, we would love to have you participate with us there. And, uh, you know, we're just trying to be accessible to everybody in all the different places that people interact as 
much as possible. Yes. And if you want to get a hold of me, just Chris Biting. Just do a search for Chris Biting. Or Biting. He's number two, for goodness sake. I know. <laughs> All righty. We'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Bye.